magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. Let's not waste any time. Let's dive right in and get into some very high-profile legal stuff. Crime. Punishment. Judges. Legal stuff. So, Henry, you gotta remember last year, Indiana was the first state to enact legislation to ban abortion after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, right? Right. Now, a lot of other states already had those what they call trigger laws in place, but Indy was the first to call the special session. Um, even though I don't believe even though that wasn't the original intent of the special session, right? If you recall, so fast forward to today. Uh, the Indiana Supreme Court heard arguments from both sides of the state's near-total abortion ban. You remember it was a, a Republican in Owen County, a judge, who approved the temporary hold of that law last fall. So this is the one that the ACLU had filed, and that judge said, all right, hold everything right here. Hold on. Let's just go back to yeah. what we were doing here and let the Indiana Supreme Court handle this. Today, arguments were made from both sides of the aisle. The pro-life people had their voices heard, and the folks on the other side had their voices heard today. And it sounds like everything went very well. It was a very civil debate, and now we wait. So the arguments have been made. No more arguments will be heard for this big high-profile case. So now we play the waiting well, game. Yeah, and we don't have any clue as to when that decision is going to come down. It could be uh, in five minutes. It could be in five days. It could be in 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 a year from now. I don't think it'll take that much time, but I do find it curious that the Supreme Court justices are all appointed by Republican governors, <laughs> you know, as to which way the decision's going to fall. If you were a betting man, which you are, you know the odds, you know the percentages. What do you think? What do you see here? I, like, you think? If I had to put money down, I think your Indiana Supreme Court will go along with the national Supreme Court and what they ruled, which basically is how we got here in the first place. But just because a judge was appointed by a Republican doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go the way that you want politically. How many times have we had stories here from the Supreme Court where Kavanaugh has gone a little squirrely or Gorsuch gotten a little squirrely? Roberts, yeah. And Roberts might as well have a D next to his name. (laughs) So uh, just pump the brakes a little bit. The arguments have been made. And like I said, the waiting is the hardest part. Somebody cue up the Tom Petty here. The waiting is going to be what we're doing right now. But I do like the fact that both sides had fair arguments time it was civil there were no lunatics running through there splattering blood on people or holding up those gross signs about abortion one way or the yeah, other those graphics yeah uh, uh, the other curious thing and i was just watching up uh, on the tv behind us here is that the supreme court still hasn't found the leak 
Remember the leak of the uh, the Roe v. Wade decision that caused a bunch of controversy, put Supreme Court justices' lives in danger, was designed to scare and intimidate Supreme Court justices into to, uh, deciding one way or the other on Roe v. Wade? They still haven't found the leak. They've interviewed like 80-plus people. There's What did they say? 80 to 100 people had access to those decisions, and they still haven't figured it out. They said they've narrowed it down. Oh, okay. <laughs> but okay. you guys, this is like, you're supposed to be the best at the world at, at this, at, at, at being a lawyer and, be, and, and being an investigator. You have access to the best in the world. You can't find out who leaked this decision. You sound surprised that the Biden administration's <laughs> well, I mean, Department of Justice has not quite got to the bottom yeah. of something that they wanted to happen. Well, I think Roberts is the one that was heading up the investigation there in the Supreme Court. I don't know who all they were working with, whether it was you know, Merrick Garland of the Department of Justice or the FBI. I, I have no idea. Uh, but the fact that it's been this long... And lives were put in danger. Kavanaugh, uh, Justice Kavanaugh, uh, you know, an attempted assassination on his life. Zip ties and uh, box cutters you found in this guy's uh, backpack that was trying to break in. And the fact that Merrick Garland let these crazy radical leftist protesters uh, march up and down the streets of the homes of these Supreme Court justices, just automatic, which is illegal, just tells you kind of what side he was taking, what side the Department of Justice was on when it came to the abortion issue. So knowing what you know about Merrick Garland, are you going to expect anything to come from the classified documents investigation when it comes to Joe Biden? They'll put Donald Trump in Guantanamo yeah. and they'll let Joe Biden run for the president, even though it's really the same thing. In essence, it is the same thing on both sides here. It is. I have zero faith at all in the Biden Department of Justice. Uh, some more legal stuff close to home. The Beech Grove dad that had gun baby running around on on patrol live oh, man. that little toddler in the diapers that had the gun that had a loaded magazine but they weren't able to be fired off they weren't completely loaded up right it wasn't chambered wasn't chambered okay. thank you um baby pulling the trigger you know putting the gun by his head this was all captured on live tv were you watching it yes this past weekend, because the Beach Grove oh Police gosh. Department, they've got the cameras embedded with them for this reality show. They're one of a handful of departments around the country where you follow the officers in real time. And that opened up the show this past weekend. Reports of a toddler with a firearm. We're learning a little bit more now about the dad. He was in court earlier today, Shane Osborne, facing three charges, including dangerous control of a firearm and neglect of a dependent. Osborne, if you look at his rap sheet here, kind of a troubled legal history. I know, shocker. Uh, <laughs> he has a habit of failing to show up for court appearances. He was out on bond for previous offenses, including domestic battery and intimidation, hey. and he's been arrested in 10 different Indiana counties. That's got to be some kind of record. 10 counties? 10 different 10 counties? counties 10 he's been arrested, arrested in. Oh, man. Uh, I would like to... I, I want to see the record holder on that. I'd like to meet that guy. 10 counties... 
You ain't seen nothing yet. I've been arrested in 25 counties in Indiana. You know, like Mike Braun, he's going on that tour to speak <laughs> right, in all, all counties. 90, all the 90 plus Looks like Shane and, Osborne's doing yeah. the same tour, but he wants to get arrested <laughs> in all of the counties. Uh, big news from the legal world today uh, is that Alec Baldwin has been charged in the shooting death of Helena Hutchins on the movie set Rust. The New Mexico First Judicial District Attorney announced charges earlier today. Alec Baldwin charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. The armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. Now, the armorer's job is to make sure that the weapons on set are safe and everything's good to go also charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. And this was a little eyebrow-raising. The Santa Fe District Attorney, Mary Carmack Altweiss, says that Baldwin is being charged as both an actor and a producer on this movie set. The documents state that the actor is being charged as being the one that pulls the trigger and the producer is the one who's supposed to make sure that there's a safe working environment. So he's being charged for both. Yeah, and it sounds like they're throwing the book at him, at, at Alec Baldwin. So involuntary manslaughter, you know, takes about like that, what, 18 months in prison if he's convicted. But they added some other option, which would increase the sentence from 18 months to a five-year mandatory sentence. A lot of moving parts in here. Alec Baldwin could face up to five years in prison. Never once did I think that he seemed, uh, never took responsibility, never seemed um, despondent in any way, shape, or form. Those pictures of him right after it happened, bent over and on the phone, and he was worried about himself. He was worried about the consequences of his life. He wasn't worried about the victims. Um, This is a guy that's had a long list, just homophobic slurs to the press, uh, it hates anything to do with Donald Trump, and if you voted for Donald Trump, if you're a MAGA supporter, then then you're scum in his eyes. Oh, the lefties he, are already uh, carrying his water. Yeah, oh, yeah the lefties yeah, are yeah, melting yeah. down on Twitter. This guy Jeff Tiedrick, a very super liberal activist, tweeted out earlier: "What Alec Baldwin did is a tragedy." What Kyle Rittenhouse did was murder. Oh, if you, you won't recognize me. the difference, I can't that help you. That is the dumbest argument I've ever heard in my life. Kyle Rittenhouse uh, um, was a jury of his peers, not guilty. These criminals tried to attack him, and that guy, I don't know, who who, who was that guy? Jeff Tiedrick. Does he have a blue check mark by his name? Uh, he doesn't I, anymore. Uh, he used to. But this is a guy that's been to the White House and met with the Biden administration as part of their group of social media influencers. And then Baldwin wouldn't shut up about it either. Right. He actually tried to convince people that he didn't pull the trigger. Remember that interview he did with George Stephanopoulos on ABC? This may come back to bite him here. Now, in this scene, I'm going to cock the gun. I said, do you want to see that? And she said, yes. So I take the gun and I start to cock the gun. I'm not going to pull the trigger. I I said, do you see that? She goes, well, just cheat it down and tilt it down a little bit like that. And I cock the gun. I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? And she says, and then I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. So you have this Colt 45. You just pulled the hammer as far back as I could without cocking the actual. And you're holding on to the hammer. I'm holding that. I'm just showing. I go, how about that? Does that work? Do you see that? Do you see that? She goes, yeah, that's good. I let go of the hammer. Bang, the gun goes off. Well, obviously, it's not his fault. No, no. But if it's such an unsafe environment where guns just happen to pop off, who's the producer of that movie? Oh, wait, it's you.
And again, I know I've said this before, but I think it bears repeating. Alec Baldwin has killed more people than anybody that stormed into the Capitol on January 6th. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.